Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Tide Talk Live. Stacy Blackwood, joined as always by my good buddy Jake Thomas to talk some Alabama football. Jake, first of all, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. It's uh, got a little cold snap down here in the deep south. It's really, really cold. So uh, I'm trying to stay warm. You know, I'm sure you're doing the same. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. But this, I love this type of weather. Yeah. I love being able to wear a jacket or a hoodie. Mm-hmm. or something so I, I love this weather it's been great but uh jake we alabama finally they got back i say finally they got back in the win column uh <laughs> this last weekend we lose one game we feel like it's been an eternity since we won one but yeah uh, alabama gets back in the win column against Ole miss really a big time win uh you know there's not a lot of teams that can go on the road to the number 11 team in the country and, and get a win but they do that uh, we're going to talk about that here in just a minute, but as always, if you're not already, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and give this video a thumbs up, and jump in the comments and let us know your thoughts on the album album a win over Ole Miss from this past weekend. All right, Jake, let, let's just jump into it. Uh, look, it wasn't always pretty. Uh, there was some good moments. There was some bad moments, but in the end, this team got it done on the road and got the 30-24 to 24 win over, over Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. Just – your, your initial thoughts on the win and how you thought the game played out? Uh, the initial thoughts, you know, defensively, I thought that was probably one of the most, uh, you know, the, the intensity, I would say, from the defense that I've seen all year. You know, the 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 old grit and, and you know, I've been talking about we've been wanting to see all year, uh, the intensity level, it, it was there. Uh, Dante Lawson, man, I mean, he – he come in and he killed it. Uh, you know, I, I'm really forward to seeing what he can do the rest of the year and being one of the main guys next year as well, potentially, because, you know, he brought the thunder a couple of times on, on and some big hits, uh, and he brought that intensity and that passion. So I was really happy to see that. Um, and, and, you know, there, there were some mental mistakes still, like, you know, um, you know, Dallas Turner had, had the – you know the 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 flag, uh, the fifteen yard uh, face mask penalty. It's but when when your quarterback leans down like that and you're trying to go for the shoulder, it just gets kind of sketchy. And and really the one that didn't really get called that I've seen all week about him pushing the guy's head down. You know, yeah, hey, I, I I hate yeah. to interrupt you, but I no, want to talk good. about this for just a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's any Ole Miss fans watching, can y'all please shut up about? Dallas Turner being suspended or should right. have been ejected for the face mask. And yes, look, first of all, face mask happened in every game. That just happened right. to be really bad because of the yeah. way his momentum was carrying him and the mm-hmm. way that Jackson Dart tried to avoid him. Mm-hmm. It's called yep. football. Stuff like that happens. Mm-hmm. Yes, he should have been penalized for him pushing down Jackson Dart's head d- towards the end of the game. But guess what? The refs didn't see it. And guess what? An old Miss player punched Kendrick Law. Yeah. And there wasn't a flag thrown. Right. So, I mean, come on now. Look, let's let's grow up a little bit. You didn't lose, you didn't lose the game because Dallas Turner was a little rough on Jackson Dart. Right. Okay. So let's yeah. just let's just forget about that and move on with our lives because that's just I've heard people talking about that the last three or four days. I know I have and, too, and and I'm like, give me a break. Are you kidding me? I mean, Tennessee decapitated Bryce Young, and it wasn't flagged. And we're talking about somebody shoving somebody's head in the ground, and it wasn't right. even that malicious of a shove. Right. It's just a you know just you know just a non-violent yeah. 
But you know, there's still I'm some not defending Turner. He shouldn't no. have done it, and he should have been flagged. But you can't say he should have been flagged for that when you're not calling for your guy who punched somebody, right. which is like the thing that's supposed to be avoided at all cost. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're, you I hadn't even heard a whisper about that yet. Right. And I'm not complaining about it. I don't care. It's football. People get mad. People get intense. I've mm-hmm. been in piles when punches have been thrown. People's been biting, pinching. You name it. Yeah. It's called football. And- and the bottom of the piles when you know there's 20 people laying on top of you, you know, that that type of stuff. But you know, there, there's still some mental mistakes that, that's got to get cleaned up. Uh offensively, uh, I thought, you know, I the the biggest issue was what happened to Gibbs in the second half. And I think it's finally come out that he might have had a, like a ankle injury, uh something like that. But Jason was failing. Yeah, Coach Saban yeah. mentioned in, in the post game that that Jameer Gibbs twisted his ankle and and was not able to come back, and you were just fisting to mention Jason McClellan. Yeah. He was really one of the big storylines of the game for Alabama. Absolutely. He had a really, really big game. And, uh, you know, moving forward, um, we got Wall in there, like you mentioned. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, I, I said it on Twitter this week or, or during the game Saturday. I said, maybe this is Burton's coming out party. You know, what the game we've been waiting for him to have because it seemed like he was – heavily involved in the, you know, in the uh, decision-making and and playbook and in the game plan. And so, you know, I'm anxious to see how he does, you know, this week and then the week after when the Iron Bowl shows up. Yeah, and you talk about Jason McClellan, and I want to touch on him for just a minute. Mm -hmm. I think he finished with 84 yards on the game. And, 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 you know, the offensive line, especially there in the third quarter and in the early part of the fourth quarter, they really start to impose their will really from – from Emil Ekior on the right side all the way over to, to, to Tyler Steen on the, at the left tackle spot, that side of the offensive line really started to, cre- to create lanes for McClellan. And he was running with some power and with some, with some grit and really finished his run strong and, and had a really mm-hmm. good second half. Uh, uh, Rodell Williams made, made a couple good runs there in the second half as well. So uh, they really picked up the running game when Jameer Gibbs got injured. And you mentioned Jermaine Burton. I thought both Burton and Brooks – were as good collectively as they had have they have, as they have been all season long, and, yeah. and it really come at a big time because you knew that that album was going to have to score some points. If if they could get to that thirty point mark, I felt pretty good about it uh, because mm-hmm. I thought this album of defense would would do pretty. Uh, Ole Miss scored about what I thought they would score. I thought they would score between twenty and twenty four points, mm-hmm. and you know they finished with twenty four. So uh, I thought the album of defense for the most part played pretty well uh, from about the second quarter on to the really the last drive that Ole Miss had, uh, Ole Miss virtually did nothing on the on the ground. And, right. You know, once Ole Miss jumped up 17-7 to there uh, in the early part of the second quarter, they just scored one more touchdown the entire game. So so Pete Golden, got to give him credit, and the guys on the defense, they played really well, uh, you know, on the road and, and against a team that's really physical. I think they held Ole Miss to the second lowest yards per carry mark of the season at 3.9 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. That's per, that's really good against that t- that style of offense and that physical of a rushing attack that Ole Miss has. So, uh, really proud of the way defense played. Byron Young was was phenomenal. Yes, he, he played the game of his life. Uh, I think he finished with, I think I seen eleven tackles in the 11 game. Eleven tackles, two, two sacks, two sacks. I know he, I know he deflected a pass. Mm-hmm. He was really, really, really good in that game. And and Alabama needed him to be good, and he was. 
Yeah, he was, man. He, you know, we've been talking about somebody on that defensive line that needed to step up, you know, moving forward. And uh and he really stepped up this week. And there was a one one play, um, I think a Dart was trying to scramble out. And I mean, he did like four swim moves on his opponent and and filled filled that lane and got the sack on that was on one of his sacks. But uh uh, another guy I want to mention on, on uh, defense uh, is uh, Brian Branchman. He was in a perfect position on that last throw. I mean, just an absolutely perfect, perfect play by him, and per, you know, perfect defending. So he, he played a really good game as well. Yeah, he he got juked by Jutkins there on that last drive, which put, led to yeah. that long run he had. But but outside of that play, mm-hmm. he was phenomenal once again, and yeah. uh, the defense was as good as I think you can expect them to be in that type of circumstance. So. Uh, really proud of the way they play, but they did leave some plays on the field, Jake. Like you oh, mentioned, yeah. the the Dallas Turner sack that was going to bring up thir- was it, that would have brought up third and forever, wouldn't it? Because third think, and eighteen, third and I think fourth, Anderson yeah. had a sack on first mm-hmm. down, which made it second and eighteen. Yeah, and and uh, then Turner gets the face mask and gives and gives uh, Ole Miss that that automatic first down. Right, exactly. So, yeah, you know, it just just some mental mistakes, you know. But we, you know, we got to get that cleaned up, and uh, you know, it, we got Austin P this coming up week, so it's it's a good chance to to get some of those mental mistakes cleaned up. Uh, we really don't want to see a regression in, in a in a game like this moving forward. You, but you know, it, it looks like the even though Auburn is not their best right now. They beat AM and they're still in the fight for a bowl game. So if I don't think I think I worship Kentucky this week, they're gonna come in probably five and six needing a win, you know, to get bowl eligible. And Cadillac has got them boys fighting hard. So the season for Alabama, it, you know, it, it's not over. We we're gonna have a tough test in the Iron Bowl. I just have a feeling we've got, you know, any kind of mental mistake, even though we're at home. It, it you know it could be detrimental late in that game. Yeah, not not to overlook Austin P, but, right. but yeah, you're right. Auburn, you can't Alabama cannot give them any reason once the game kicks off to believe they're going to win because right. you know when 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 the game starts, you know that Cadillac's going to have those boys fired up. They're playing extremely hard for him right now, and mm-hmm. uh, once the game kicks off, the, Alabama cannot give them any belief that they no. can win the game. Alabama no. needs to start strong in that game. That's going to be imperative for the Iron Bowl. But, uh, Jake, before we wrap up our talk about Ole Miss, uh, uh, I want to talk about how, despite the win, Jake, nothing really changes on the outlook of this season for Alabama. Mm -hmm. Alabama did not play up to their capability. They did not play to the standard this Mm -hmm. season. There was still, like I mentioned, a few plays left on the field. Uh, You know, the offensive line is not as consistent as it needed to be. The receiving core is not as consistent as it needs to be. The running game is not as consistent as it needs to be. Bryce Young has not been as consistent as, you know, we would hope he would be. A lot of that is due to his injury. It's not that Bryce can't play or he's forgotten to play quarterback. Right. It's just he's been a little banged up and hasn't practiced as much. Uh, and defensively, Jake, it's just been much of what it's been the entire tenure of Pete Golden. Uh, too many blown assignments, too many missed opportunities, and and this year's version is just not creating enough turnovers, Jake. It's just – and when you don't create turnovers and you're not elite against the run and against the pass, then 
then you're going to give up some points and you're going to give up some big plays. And, and that's what we've seen from this defense. So despite getting the, the really good win at Ole Miss, and I don't want to take anything away from that, we got to enjoy that because right. it is a big win, Jake. There's not many teams in back-to-back weeks play two top 12 teams on the road and they lose one on a on a two-point conversion in overtime and they win the other one you know uh you know at the end of the game so it's it's important to keep all that in perspective jake mm-hmm. but i think it's also important as alabama fans to 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 really and i think most fans understand that this team is really underachieved uh you know relative to the to talent that's on the team and i think that we can all all agree that that the coaching is just not where it needs to be. We talked about that last week, and uh, I think we're going to see changes. We talked about that last yeah. week as well, and uh, you know, but I'm really proud that the guys continue to fight. They continue to play hard, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, they really executed when it mattered most. Uh, they played well in the second half against Ole Miss, and they were able to come away with a win. Absolutely, and that's what I was going to touch on. Um, you know, well, you you got to give the coaches some some credit for still you know, telling these boys that there's still a lot to fight for because, you know, once we got that second loss, you know, there we know there's no college football playoff. I mean, we've got to have a lot to happen. I'm going to say it. I mean, it's a, it's a long shot. We're going to have a lot of crap to happen in front of us. But but still having these guys, and I've talked about the intensity. You know, we could have come out this week and just laid an egg and was like, oh, yep. we don't really want to be here and play like that the rest of the season. But they come out and and played more, the most aggressive game I have seen from this defense all single year. I hate that it happened in this game. Wish it would have happened five six games ago. But at least the, the that intensity was there for the first time this season when they could have just like I said just laid an egg and and be like ah let's just get the season over with and get to a bowl game and, and then we'll the ones who are going to the NFL we'll just go on to move to the NFL. But they're still playing and still fighting hard. Yeah, and and one more thing, Jake. The, the moment when Bryce Young and Coach Saban were kind of oh. lighting into the rest of the offense after that mm-hmm. debacle on the fourth down attempt. Yeah, I mean, Chef's kiss. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, we, I loved it. You know, yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. it was. Where has that been? And and uh, I, I thought that was great leadership by Bryce Young. And then what happens that next drive? They come out firing on all cylinders, mm-hmm. and that's when he hits Jermaine Burton for a touchdown on an absolute dot on the yeah. RPO, uh, you know, kind of a slant. Not really a slant, but, you know, a little bit of a, a skinny post. Uh, mm-hmm. And also that touchdown pass to Ja'Cory Brooks where he, you know, shimmies the defender and then just, yeah. I mean, arcs it over the linebacker just unbelievable. Bryce is just yeah. un- when he when he is on, he is the most fun most fun player to watch play that position. He Absolutely. he's just, he's he's incredible, and uh, I'm going to miss watching that guy play because Jake, there's not a Bryce Young on the roster to take his place right now because there's no. not many Bryce Youngs on this universe. No, I mean like we've said, he's a once in a generational top quarterback. Uh, you know, Milrow and and Simpson. Uh, uh, both are going to be great. I, yeah. I, but I mean, Bryce level. I mean, <laughs> even to a level. I mean, you can't though the the passion and, and the skill set those both of those guys had. You can't. I mean, it's hard to match. And yeah. I, I agree. It's going. I'm going to hate not seeing. You know, I mean, even in two situation, these these two guys are not going to win a national championship. Start as a starter. 
Yeah. And that's that's really, really disheartening to see because I mean they're both class acts and, and what what um Bryce has done this year is just and for being in Alabama has just been incredible. That that should show fans how incredibly difficult it is to win a national championship. Yeah. Alabama is. did not win a national championship with either Bryce Young, who's the best quarterback in college football right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or with Tua Tungavaloa, who is now arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the National <laughs> Football League. I mean, right now yeah. he'd be he'd be the NFL MVP at this moment. If he only not got injured. It's no, amazing. he would be right now. Well, yeah. He would be right that's now. True. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Fox yeah. NFL today put out a thing that they, they had all their analysts and people vote, and at the, mid, at the midseason point, and Tua was the MVP. I don't blame him. I mean, it's I mean, he's amazing. Got He's got the best passer rating, uh, yeah. the the, be- the most touchdowns, uh, the like the best touchdown interception ratio. I yeah. think the best average yards per game. He's just uh, he is he is lighting it up. It's amazing yeah. what a little bit of help on offense and what having a coach who actually believes in you will do for you. That's exactly what I was going to say. When when a coach believes in you. He he's gonna be incredible. Brian Flores did not. I mean, Brian Flores has been on record saying that he he didn't like to his you know uh, style of play and all that. Mama Dam coming here, come in and said he's my guy, and look what he's done. I mean, it's, a, it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, Brian Flores is an idiot if he if he said that now. I mean, my gosh, <laughs> I bet he feels mighty dumb right now. <laughs> I guarantee it. I guarantee it. That's crazy, hey, man. Hey, Jake, before we go, look, uh, Alabama basketball. We're recording this on Tuesday night, oh, yeah. and we'll probably release this uh, tonight as well. Uh, the Bama hoops plays at freaking nine o'clock tonight. Of um, course. I mean, like, why? Why? I'll be I'll be halfway asleep by then. Yeah. I'm in bed by eight thirty. I'm an old man, I but uh, I know. But I'm going to try my best to stay up and watch as much as that as I can. What a great start this team has had, oh, Jake. Uh, Nate Oates has this team playing hard. Mm-hmm. Jake on the defensive end, they, they're going to be tough for anybody to score on because they're they have incredible length, they have incredible athleticism, mm-hmm. and they're all just really skilled and. Jake, they're a lot of fun to watch. And as young as they are and as they continue to, to grow together and, you know, build chemistry, uh, mm-hmm. when Quinterly gets back, Jake, this is going to yeah. be a dangerous team. Yeah, man. You know, last year's team was missing, you know, one thing from last year's team was you talked about was the length. We didn't really have a lot of length. Now we do. And you see what it's done on defense. Uh, I mean, the core right now with, with Miller and Clowney, um Betty Aco Gurley uh and Sears has, has played really well. Uh, uh Brad Jaden Bradley. Yeah, Brad Jaden Bradley. And like you said, we're doing this all without JQ. When JQ when JQ comes back, it's just gonna be that much more better offensively and defensively. But I mean, it's hard pressed for me to say that there's not a better not a better player right now that, that's playing for Alabama right now than, than Brandon Miller. Oh, that Brent. dude. I mean, he is incredible, and unfortunately, he's looking like he's going to be a you know one hit you know one one year type guy. I would love to see a few more years out of that kid, but man, he is amazing right now. Oh man, I <laughs> for a guy his size, it's a lot like, and I know he's not as he, he's not quite Jabari Smith what Jabari Smith was last year for Auburn because he's not six mm-hmm. ten. Right, I mean, Jabari Smith's just a freak, but. Brandon Miller's right there, man. That dude is yeah. – he he is 
incredible length, incredible athleticism, mm -hmm. can handle the ball so well. Um, he's really uh, – he's always, you know, involved in the game. Like, he doesn't ever seem like he's not interested. Right. Uh, and and that, that's one thing that I love about this team so far through the two games, Jake. Mm -hmm. their, their focus and intensity on the defensive end of the court is – is already better than anything that I saw last year from, from the Alabama team. So uh, right. I, I think I think this team, they're probably going to have a few losses where you're like, man, I can't believe they lost that game. Because, mm -hmm. the, you know, maybe the shots are not falling. But it's not going to be because they allow 80-something points or 90-something points. Or 100-something, yeah. You know, it's not going to be because of that. It, it's going to be because they just had a lousy shooting night and, you know, they just couldn't get quite enough stops to, to make up for their, their lack of shot making. Uh, last year, Jake, even if the offense played great, it was going to be – it was going to come down to the wire because they couldn't stop nobody. Exactly, yeah. And and I wouldn't feel like this team, th th this, this team has enough length uh, that they're going to create a lot of problems for other, other teams. And I'm mm -hmm. excited to see how they continue to develop. Now, tonight's matchup at South Alabama is not going to be an easy game, Jake. I was uh, going to talk about South that. Alabama always has a, has a, is always a good program. You know, they're going to be playing hard in their home, on their home court. What right. a, what a challenge for Nate Oates and this team. That's really young. Uh, their first road test. I'm mm -hmm. anxious to see how they respond, Jake, and how they come out, come out at tip off and, and how they play tonight down there in Mobile. Yeah, I, I was going to mention, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's just South Alabama. But South Alabama is a veteran-led group. I mean, they're, and they're really, 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 really good. And, and of course, everybody's like, it's just South Alabama. But the thing about it is Nate, Nate Oates is dealing with a young team. So this young team is going, to, going up against a veteran-led team. Let's – Let's see how how they how they handle the pressure, like you said, being being on the road, uh, and and just get experience, you know, and, and just play play, you know, within yourselves. Don't do anything stupid. Limit turnovers, which they done, you know. I think the first game they had it like a ton, but the second game they kind of did did away with that. Um, but just got to limit turnovers, limit you know mental mistakes, and and you know build build the chemistry. This is going to be a special team, I believe. And, and once we get past, you know, the first couple of weeks, we got some really, really big matchups coming up. You know, so oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm anxious. And that's the thing about Nate Oates, what I love. He's not going to play just, you know, what, he'll scatter a few, you know, just cupcakes, I would call them. But he challenges these guys and gets them ready because if they have a strong team, they have a great resume, they're going to get in the NCAA tournament. We already know that. Right, and he needs to get those boys, especially this young group, get them ready to go once that tournament time comes. Yeah, well, and and Jake, you got to think about, uh, you know, Longwood and Liberty. Oh yeah, those are two, those are two good teams, Jake. I mean, I mm -hmm. I would not be surprised if they're not both in the tournament. So yeah, uh, it's uh, I, I'm with you. Nados does a great job of scheduling really good competition in the non-conference and it really gets the team ready for mm -hmm. sec play and uh you know michigan state gonzaga uh, who else i mean it's just it's ridiculous the, the non-conference slate that's ahead of them so uh, excited in the big 12 we got maybe i can't i can't remember yeah, it's 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 a loaded schedule yeah. <laughs> it's loaded it is, it is. yeah and it's going to be a lot of fun and i'm i'm excited mm -hmm. to see how they perform tonight uh, down there in Mobile against South Alabama, so Absolutely. excited about that! What what a great 
what a great start to the season for the for the Alabama basketball team. Right now, they're to me they're as good as anybody else in the country as far as yeah. what they've done on the court up to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited to see what they continue to do there. Uh, of course, Jake, the soccer team is still in the uh, NCAA Man. tournament. Uh, they uh, they Coach Hart has done a great Coach job, Hart's Jake. Uh, yeah. They they have a chance to win it all, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see if they can do that. I don't I don't really watch soccer, but I'm going to watch mm-hmm. the tie because I love the tie. I know. <laughs> I did too. Yeah, Coach Coach Hart has done an amazing job, and and uh, Parker, she's you know she's the heart and soul of the team, and you know when when she's on, it, it's it's pretty much lights out for anybody else. So I'm excited. I'm ready to see how how they do, and I mean. You know, we got basketball. Friday is their next matchup, right? Yeah, Friday's next matchup. But uh, you know, the closer we get into Christmas, we're getting closer to baseball and softball season two. And we know that the softball team is gonna be really good, but baseball, this team I think has a really good chance to be really, really sneaky good this year. Yep. So I'm excited. Oh yeah, exciting mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. down there on the capstone. But uh, yep. If you don't have anything else, Jake, uh, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. We talked a little bit of Ole Miss. We talked a little mm-hmm. bit of hoops, a little bit of soccer, everything tied up into one episode here on Tide Talk Live. Like it says on the bottom, like, share, and subscribe today. Hit that bell notification button so you don't miss a single episode of Tide Talk Live. If you don't watch us here on YouTube, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, just wherever you find great podcasts, you can find Tide Talk Live. But thank you so much for watching. And until next time, roll tide. Roll tide.